Welcome to the Business Meet Soul podcast. I'm your host, Tara Hegarty, and on this show, you can expect powerful soul-shifting conversations to help you effortlessly expand, align your energy, and unlock your infinite potential in life and business. Because your definition of success isn't determined by an endpoint or goal. For you, success is the byproduct of being who you are, doing what you love, and living in alignment with your soul. Are you ready to anchor into deeper layers of abundance, service, and freedom together? Let's dive in. So welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking with the beautiful Lauren Aletta. I am so, so excited to chat to this beautiful soul because not only is it nice to have these deep, soulful conversations with people who share the same interests but I'm drawn to Lauren and her work because she is well versed in all things collective consciousness new earth energy frequencies elementals and you know elevating her knowledge with the cosmic cycles and a soul wisdom so a little bit about Lauren she is a modern day mystic who openly shares her wisdom about the multidimensional nature of the human experience She's a creatrix at heart and not only created the Lumina Tarot and the Connected and Free Oracle deck, but published the Seasonal Soul Illustrated Guidebook too. Lauren, it is an honour to be chatting with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I, I really do want to dive into your story, but um, before we do, I want to ask you what the soul of your business looks like. I think we're so used to hearing, you know, you know, um, the purpose and what's our mission of businesses that we forget to really connect to the essence of our businesses. So I love hearing how people describe their business this way. So if you could describe the soul of your business, what would that look and feel like? Well, as we sort of briefly touched on before we jumped onto this conversation, um, in a huge, she's in a really beautiful, deep, powerful metamorphosis even within that for me requires a lot of trust (laughs) Um, and offering me impulses uh, of energy um, to explore and open up more to myself and uh, more to her and more to the direction that I sense at least she's calling me into. And so there's quite a bit of like metamorphosis within her at the moment, like transformation. Um, And for me, that looks like really needing to surrender and honour and trust and move with that process. At the same time, really expand and open myself up to refining my skills of reading energy reading frequency uh, I'm just getting all these different visual images of ways that I could describe her they're going to be very descriptive <laughs> it's so beautiful so uh, do any colors or images or well she a lot energy. of a lot of nature so yeah. there's a as a deep thing that is I think 
being activated within me and also then almost where she will she's offering the impulses in the framework but it's very deeply connected to Gaia it's very deeply connected to supporting humans to reconnect to themselves and in 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 doing that also then reconnecting with the consciousness of Gaia which then also means that we are really reconnecting with our what can be be described as our cosmic consciousness or you know the greater human evolution sort of very intentional call to yeah I guess really reimagine how we can interact with our lives and the world and and each other it sounds that's what I mean it's it's actually quite hard for me to articulate but you know what it actually feels so beautiful I was just getting um pins and needles through my whole body while you were while you were talking just then and sharing and I think I want to say thank you for sharing that because it seems like you have such a deep integrated connection with your business that your business is coming through and sharing this information through you And that's a really beautiful way to move through life and through your business. And I, I really felt that, Lauren, I really did. And, and there's so much wisdom there that, you know, it seems like that you're wanting to extract and your business is wanting you to extract to then like apply and, and be able to share. And I guess that kind of leads me into my next question, which is, you know, I'd really love to, I guess, set the scene with the listeners so they can connect with your work and I know it's going by what it's sounding like it's going through a bit of a transition it's going through a bit of a rebirth and it's coming out and um, you're just still feeling into all of that but I would love to open you know and share with the listeners um, a reading from your book because when I opened this page and was reading through it I, I felt like there was a calling for me to share it with it because there was again so much light and so much energy behind it that I really wanted to share if that's okay yeah please yeah <laughs> so it's So one of the excerpts from Lauren's book, um, which is Seasons of the Soul, it says, through years of self-observation and experimentation, I found a harmonious approach in flowing with the internal and external seasons that has allowed me to create from what I call my soul space. And I love that. And as I curiously explored my seasons, my soul truth unfolded and my soul purpose became clearer. Day by day, I grew more confident and patient with myself. The restlessness that had been bubbling up deep inside myself was teaching me, teaching me to be present with where I was within each season and be brave enough to follow the internal prompts when guided to act. By following my own natural rhythm, the path became clear. I felt more and more like myself and that awful low-lying discomfort transformed into hell yeah happiness and excitement <laughs> what lay ahead. And this book is like beautifully presented and gently guides you through each phase of the season. And it seems like that you've got a deeper connection to this even more so. I feel like there's another layer that's sitting there that you're you're ready to um to pull out and share with the world. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share your words because feeling and knowing and acknowledging the soul self is a journey and to come into rhythm with its with it is like this beautiful realization 
And it really sets the scene for you to obviously share a little bit more of your story because I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about you, your story, and what made you start to embody a more attuned, intuitive way of living. You know, was it always this way? I know in your childhood, you know, you do mention, you know, a little bit about your abilities, but I'd love to hear and understand your story in your words and how that's kind of developed over the years. I think like most people, it's always a bit of a... A wild and sort of rocky journey at times. Um, yeah, I suppose, you know, as a kid, you know, it's so funny because I feel exactly the same way now. Things, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, um, I guess really I've always had a very deep connection with nature. I think that's something that has been incredibly supportive of me so um I grew up the family had just a really small two and a half acre plot and it was an like it's a plant nursery and it has a creek for it and so it's really beautiful and um I spent a lot of time on my own and in nature and I really I it's just felt very normal for me I think in reflection always communing with my soul my energy my my sort of soul self always communing with um the environments that I was in always communing with nature um you know I don't I don't know it's just just seemed very normal and quite ordinary really like I I didn't really even sort of didn't get sucked into the societal ways and conditioning oh I totally have to of course course. but I think that that was also part of the conflict you know there was Mm -hmm. a lot of conflict for me really right up until um it was actually um probably when I was pregnant with my son so all, all of that time but I had experiences of it as a child where I had um like beings and more like angelic beings or light beings communicate with me my own guides and um you know kind of find that at particular times quite sort of strange and and um like whoa where did that come from and sharing information sharing little insights and um it was always very ebb and flow ebb and flow so I would have these uh, more heightened sort of sort of spiritual experiences even from a young age and then and then not for a long period of time um I had a deep fascination with God Um, and throughout my early, well, even my early childhood, but then definitely through my teens, um, really exploring religion um, to try to make sense of my very, very clear internal um, connection, I suppose, to source or to God. to, to sort of seek some kind of answers or confirmation. And um, I found that quite um, ch- 
challenging and restrictive because while there was a lot of beauty within different um, religious um, um, practices, there was also a lot of limitation and a lot of what I could sense in how I describe it as like wonkiness or degradation in the quality of the energy or the quality of how it was being interpreted. And again, so a conflict. Um, I also started seeing um, uh, ghosts, like uh, deceased people um, throughout my teens as well, which again was really like just su very surprising. And um I didn't get afraid. It's certainly it, uh, more like a like a surprise. Let's say, let me call it like you know, if, if someone's yeah. playing a prank on you and they've come up and gone like boom, and you're like, <gasps> you know, for a minute, like, and, and then it settles. Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't, beautiful. Yeah, wasn't that like obvious? And that I'm I'm not literally leaping out of my skin. <laughs> I would get completely covered in goosebumps and my eyes would spontaneously begin to tear up and water mm. and I would have to almost like readjust my energy to be able to um, handle that experience or handle that interaction and this is when it became more obvious to my parents and um, I'm always really grateful for my dad who was and still is incredibly neutral. He was incredibly neutral. So um, I would share with him on occasion, but I was quite afraid to because also at the same time I was involved in um, a, a sort of, uh, I, I went to a Baptist church and I was in youth group and I was in the, the um, Christian group at school, all from my own volition in many ways. And, but they would say that seeing these things was wrong or, you know, evil or the devil or, you know, just not not <laughs> of God. And, mm -hmm. um, and How good to have your father there that was, as you said, neutral and was able to not, I guess, judge or, you know, instill any fear yeah. or any of those other yeah. elements that you normally would receive as a child. Yeah, yeah, that's and so he didn't judge, he didn't say either way, he didn't sort of buy into um and get excited by what I was experiencing, or and he didn't either sort of reprimand me or make me feel silly. And he would just either listen to me talk about what I was seeing. And um sometimes I wouldn't share it at all. I remember I was in year 12 and I was doing my art major assignment and um <laughs> I was visited and it really just whoa, surprised me and dad was in the next room and uh, I kind of just got up and walked in and I sat down he was watching something on television and I didn't say anything and he looked over at me and I think my dad is very very perceptive yeah. and uh he just said uh, oh you've just seen someone haven't you and I was like <laughs> uh, so do you still see to this date or do you think that was a certain frequency that you were almost kind of sitting into or uh, an experience that you needed to move through to be able to do the work that you do now correct mm. correct yeah so on occasion um 
you know, if I'm really going to try and think about even like the last five years, there would only be a very small handful of occasions where I'm um, aware of um, the presence of a deceased person in a way that, um, yeah, and there have been times where I have been uh, requested by uh, clients or people to um, tune to people who have passed over, but um, I'm, it's it's not really my um, uh, like expertise, and and I'd rather okay. um, <laughs> yeah, like I I will do my best, but I'm also very sort of honest around you know kind of going look um, what I sense more of um, in a different kind of way is. Um, really clear stored energies um, of time and of particular experiences and in certain places and I I could paint a picture it would be you know if you've ever walked through say a park Mm -hmm. or a particular landscape or in a particular house and it's either going to be to extremes give you a very uplifting and joyful or a harmonizing kind of experience. And then there can be particular uh, places or parks or um, houses, like really honestly anything that um, have had atrocities or particular kinds of even just local events that have um, occurred there. Um, That's very clear and distinct to me. So you get more visuals and like an understanding of like certain places and people and then you and then intuit that and then share that with people. Is that what you are more here to embody and do? Yeah, in terms of my work, it would be really about A, supporting people to under them, understand themselves um, in a way that is supportive of their own growth and development both physically emotionally mentally and spiritually and so I read people's energetic systems um and um out into you know the layers of the energy body um it can go also you know back in time sometimes that there are key things that come back through different past lives that they may have experienced a lot of I suppose the work that I do on an individual basis is um, supporting the individual to process and understand their own energy or their trauma their stored beliefs and consciousness Mm. Um, yeah what a what a powerful I guess story and very interesting too you got me intrigued And and I guess what I've taken from your story is that when you navigate and you're in sync I guess with your own rhythm the unfolding becomes magical but it also shows you what you need to learn in this lifetime, right? Yeah, exactly that. You've summed, yeah. summed it up. That's exactly <laughs> what my work is about. The more I can support a person to return to their own rhythm and yeah. their own essence and support them in connecting with understanding their own unique frequencies and expression, um, then, you know, we you're able to navigate yourself and your life um, in a powerful way 
Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So if someone who's just new to this way of thinking, having this, a stepping into this awareness mm. and stepping further into embodying their soul and mm. that connection, what does that really mean on a, I guess, multidimensional level? How can they access that multidimensional? I know we are multidimensional level, but like how do we um, through the heart further into embodying their soul? Yeah. I think through, mm. Yeah, through the heart. Through the heart. The heart is key. The heart is the um the sort of sacred seal of the chakra of our times. Um and the level of evolution and human evolution and development that we're at. And um the heart allows us to be able to process um the information that is needing to come up to be healed from our lower energy centers and puts us in connection to receive us and to our surroundings. And it also is a center that allows us to process information that can flow down from our other centers and out of body chakras as well. So it's really powerful. It is also where we're able to um more deeply connect with or where we connect our essence and our and our soul and when our heart is um you know when we are able to work through the layers of ourselves, and this is also really connected into our nervous system mm. but um you know the more that we are able to sort of uh intentionally regulate our body intentionally change our brain brainwave state intentionally soften into um our own self and our own body then um yeah it's it things it will open up and things will flow um you will get more of an understanding around your I guess your own um multi-dimensional experience of yourself yeah yeah I think more and more people are understanding we are all light and energy and originate from the same place so you know that we're all connected and by taking that I guess self-responsibility to start yeah. the journey is more common nowadays and yeah. therefore I feel like it's less lonely but it equally deepens one's connection to the essence of all things and I guess mm. when you make these elevated shifts you know the whole collective consciousness shifts and experiences a vibrational upgrade mm. and then at a larger level this shift also moves things multidimensionally so it affects mm. the multiverse yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, def definitely. I mean, like, and I was, I don't know, let me know if this example is also just directly related to what you'll sort of just share, but, you know, you can look at it, a, a tree and you can look at it from the perspective of mind and admire it, but then if you are able to shift into heart and be able to sense and feel and be in relationship with that tree, well, then you're going to see far more than its own physical um, mm -hmm. form and so all of life is that yeah I love that analogy that's just beautiful it really does give it um a, I guess a, a different perspective right mm. <laughs> so is there something big that you've been able to link to your way of living like any kind of big shifts that you've recently experienced thanks to embodying more of your soul self <laughs> what I was going to say initially, but what wasn't necessarily recently, I would say depression. I had terrible depression for about three years, much younger uh, when I was at 18 to 21. Mm. And so that was a huge catalyst to really, um, 
you know, dedicating, no longer rejecting myself or my experiences through my teams as being weird or strange or misunderstood or not right. Um, so that would have been a massive catalyst. I mean, there's there's always, you know, the Saturn return catalyst was pretty powerful. Um, and, I mean, I am really certain in many ways, whatever it is that I'm in right now, um, it this feels very deep and very powerful, but it is far more layered, um, mm-hmm. I guess. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure that that really answers your question. But yeah, yeah, it 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 does in a sense. I mean, you were saying that you know the way that society operated when you were kind of, I guess, coming into your gifts and really understanding it and embodying that part, send you into a bit of a spiral where you are unable to really truly express yourself. And then, you know, from that, you realize that you needed to go back to your heart. You needed to embody more of yourself because you were denying that aspect of your soul Mm. and not really kind of honoring your needs Mm. at a personal and maybe even collective and cosmos level as well. Mm. Yeah, like the themes of anywhere a person like anywhere we reject ourselves, abandon ourselves, betray ourselves um, in a way that we make ourselves wrong, we judge ourselves, whether we take that on from family or through societal conditioning or, you know, whether we just deem that that's not good, you know, that that severs us from our, from ourselves and we don't have the opportunity to be able to, you know, move through it. So even when we can notice um sort of the darker parts of our own nature when you know you maybe get really angry or there's some kind of some kind of wound or imbalance within you they're always ultimately the the gifts and the gold and it requires a level of that again like self-acceptance and getting comfortable and no longer rejecting what you're afraid of or what you make wrong about yourself and developing spiritually or expanding yourself we can talk about the highs are amazing you know you know having these wonderful mystical experiences and these incredible like you know um you know connections which are like they're so cool um but they don't happen unless you're prepared to also um dive acknowledge yourself and embrace yourself basically accept yourself and that's not an easy journey Mm. Mm. yeah I totally agree sometimes it comes back to that analogy of like you know what goes up must come down yeah um you know and I guess come down but being more in alignment when you do that and Mm. I guess you know my work centers around helping people create more alignment and and fulfillment in life by using not only themselves as the vessel but their businesses too yeah and after a a decade of witnessing people go to work to escape life to hide and I guess mask their wounds and express that in unhealthy ways oftentimes getting themselves and others in the process Mm. it almost allows that distraction of work to act as an excuse to not work on themselves and Mm. there's this cascade of built up energy in this way and it's causing us to be out of energetic alignment with ourselves yeah. and our businesses and so when we become aware i guess of this misalignment and we mm-hmm. do the work it can create these shifts and not only in yourself but for the industry 
to mm. keep raising and keep up-leveling our world. And mm. I'm seeing a lot of industries filled with a lot of low-lying heavy energies that mm. it's lifting if mm. we are to continue raising the, the collective consciousness. Mm. So I... On that, could you, could you give us? Yeah. Could you give me at least uh, an example of what you're meaning that? Like, uh, yeah. So I get a lot of visuals. So when I do intuitive, like I open up business akashic records for mm-hmm. people, and a lot of the visuals I'm getting are looking at specific industries, you know, um, sport or music, for instance. Mm-hmm. And what they're showing me is this quite thick, muddy energy oh, that's yeah. sitting at the bottom of yeah. of the pile that just mm-hmm. needs to be lifted. And it's not doing the industry or the individuals that are sitting within that, I guess, container, mm-hmm. the way that it comes through for me, any favours. And so, you know, when I speak to people with, you know, in their business energy, there's this underlying need to shift that energy and, you know, that comes through with what messages and what mm. shifts they kind of need to make personally mm. as well as their business. Mm. That makes yeah, sense. How, yeah, it makes complete yeah. sense. Beautiful. So I'd love to hear from your perspective, how can, say, conscious business owners, creatives and leaders benefit really stepping into their soul self, you know, and do that work and start the healing process for themselves and for the collective? Um, well, it's simple but difficult. <laughs> um, it's um, being in connection with your own growth and your own rhythm. That's, I mean, it sounds really simple, but um, if you're not in connection with your own sort of growth and rhythm and you're not tending to your own, you know, needs in that way, um, then it's going to make it tricky for you to be able to be in connection to the impulse of your business at times, or it can be stifled or muffled. Or when again you're not sort of in sync with your own rhythm, you're going to feel a level of cloudedness or disconnection from being able to connect to that sort of creative inspiration or that. I don't know. I always I see it as souls. Like I see Inishku as a soul, and I see when like uh, Lumina as a soul, and and um, the seasonal soul, book as a soul. Like they've all come to me to be bathed, and you have to be in your own personal authenticity and integrity and alignment for where you're at um, in your own journey to be able to receive things fully and be able to express them express them out or bring bring mm. life to them yeah mm. yeah yeah I think as you become more accustomed to your new expanded self you begin to feel called to contribute and participate in more meaningful ways and when those creative juices drop in and those ideas and yeah. they want to be birthed you know in their own way you have to trust that intuitive and inner guidance of your soul self don't you it's so imperative it, it, it does like yeah it it, it when something truly lands or you really sort of connect with and have a sort of somewhat sort of conception uh, experience with, you know, of course there's always a free will choice to not choose to bring it to life. And I think that's a really key and important part of the decision. You know, I don't think that necessarily every clear inspirational insight or it, it is necessarily for you to bring through. So I think there's a discernment process there. Mm. but but if you don't if something really is 
very clear and streams down and ignites you and lights you up. And there was this deep knowing that, oh, this is for me. I have this desire to bring this into experience. And for whatever reason, you don't, you choose not to or unable to also energetically weighs on us. I agree. Like what was coming through for me was like there was these energetic blocks, you know, that we then kind of build up and like these layers upon layers that kind of build up and then that creates that energetic dissonance that, you know, we're unable then to kind of get back and find that alignment again within ourselves because there's all this kind of big locks and wounding, yeah, and everything that sits on top of it. For some it can be quite, you know, hard to to work through and then that's when, you know, you can have people come and support you or Mm. get some insight around what that looks like. What's going on. Mm. Yeah, so I'd just say it's trust having the courage and the strength to trust yourself and then be honest with your integrity and authenticity around you know what that what that what you have to do to honor uh whatever guidance you're being you know and it, it's so easy to say in words much bigger journey to, to, to actually do but yeah. yeah there's always those lessons and teachings right that come out of it which is so so important for us to realize and move through as well so definitely um, which is yeah what life is about right yeah <laughs> oh thank you so very much for this chat I've absolutely loved it you've shared so much insight and I really appreciate you getting deep into um, your story as well as how you ended up on this path and I'm sure there is much more to come um, I'm very intrigued with your next uh, oh, iteration. iteration. Yeah. <laughs> so if people want to connect with you further what is the best way to do that inahue.com you can or just email me learn the leader inahue and uh you could find me on Instagram under Inahue as well. So yeah, yeah, wonderful. I'll pop those in the show notes. So thank you so much for being Thank you, here. Tara. Thanks, thank Lauren. Bye. Bye. All right, friends, that concludes today's conversation. If it lifted your spirit or touched your soul, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review and subscribe to this podcast so that more souls can be impacted by these life-changing conversations. And if you're not ready for this episode to end, head over to tarahegarty.com to get the show notes for today's episode. I love you so much and thank you for being here. I'll see you next week for another episode of Business Meets Soul.